Lamkit Shah, and together we have set up the London Photo Festival and Gallery. Welcome to our podcast series, In Conversation With, where we speak to photographers, industry experts and other interesting people. If you have any questions about our podcasts or other projects, you can visit our website, londonphotofestival.org, for more details. Thank you for joining us for the London Photo Festival's podcast series. In this podcast, we'll be talking to Zoe Wishaw, a creative and commercial mentor to photographers. Zoe is no stranger to the festival. She was our judge in 2015, and she has delivered a number of photography-related talks for us. So this is the third podcast with Zoe. Uh, Welcome to the show, Zoe. Pleasure. It's really nice to see you again. So I think today we're going to have a chat about um, classic mistakes that um, photographers make when they're first starting out as professional photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps one of the, the first things would be about um, not having a good website. Absolutely. I mean, a website is a photographer's most important portal into their world as a photographer. So if that is uh, badly edited or it's a muddle or it's functionally... Uh, inadequate in one way or another so it might take too long to load or the categories are um, difficult to access or there are too many pictures absolutely it's going to put people off so uh, a mistake can be to not really consider a website as being um, their most important portal into their their photography but um, perhaps an even more important mistake can be for a photographer not to have explored and understood and able to show their style and instead they, sh- they often show on a website a whole range of singular individual pictures that have no coherence, don't connect together but basically just throw up a whole... So a big mistake I find from photographers is that they haven't considered the best way to show galleries of work on their website that show a sort of consistent... And the reason that that's important is that a prospective client, of course, is looking... For a photographer that has a specialism, that has um, a level of knowledge and expertise that they'll pay for. And if they can't spot that, and if they can't get to it easily, and they can't review the work and to see whether they'd like work to be shot in that kind of style and, and that kind of approach, then they're just going to lose lose that client. And it's, I mean, it's such a competitive market, isn't it? And you only, you hold people's attention really for one or two seconds and Absolutely. after that... Well, we're all consumers it. really in the end, and I think that those picture editors and, and art buyers out there who are looking for new photographers or photographers to, to satisfy some kind of need that they have, you know, they they will skip straight off a website that's functionally inferior in one way or another. Um, so it's a really important consideration. And perhaps sort of coupled with that, would you sort of say another mistake would be to ignore things like social media and the importance Absolutely. that it plays? Absolutely. I think I think ignoring it is is is, is a a very dangerous thing to do, but also using it incorrectly. And some photographers forget that they need to have a, a professional persona rather than combining what they're doing personally, you know, taking pictures of what they have for breakfast and their cats climbing up curtains. That's got to be kept separate in, into a separate um, account. And social media actually is a vital way of being found as a photographer. So the way to use social media is to create a broader and deeper experience of you as a photographer so if you're an expert on if you're a food photographer for example it's fine for you to be commenting and you know p- taking pictures of you know the very best croissant you've ever eaten in London or, or anywhere for that matter because 
somebody that wants to hire you as a food photographer wants to know that you care about that flakiness and you care about you know how, how fluffy it might be or whatever it might be or flaky and but it's not relevant for you to talk about you know necessarily you know what film you saw last night unless it was a food related one so keep the the context and the subject matter relating to your area of expertise as a photographer and then that starts to build your brand um, and building a brand as a photographer is something that many don't even consider so a mistake is not to have that consistency across all your marketing activities that is coherent and consistent and what about doing something like a blog yeah very good idea um, so some photographers don't have a blog and that's not a mistake uh, but they don't have one because they don't like writing and I'm not suggesting a blog should be a long lengthy bit of prose but certainly some text and a picture or two that, that can create some interest and again broaden that experience of, of what that photographer is like but just going back to the website another mistake um, that photographers make is that they will often only show pictures that they have been commissioned to photograph on their website rather than showing a combination maybe of commissioned work and personal work. So a lot of photographers that come and see me will come and see me because they're not very satisfied with the kind of work that they're getting and sometimes the reason is very clear is that they're only showing work that they're not satisfied with on their on their website so they're only right. showing so it's a bit like a hamster wheel that, that you can't get off you're you're showing the work that you're shooting and you're being paid for and of course those are the types of clients that want, that come to you but actually if you're and to get off that, that cycle is really difficult, but the way to get off it and to start shooting jobs that are more satisfying is to make sure that you are showing some personal work on your website. So a big mistake photographers make is to not show enough of what personally motivates you as a photographer. I was going to say, personal work as in terms of not your children's no, birthday no, no, parties, exactly but your right. projects Absolutely that you're right. On. Projects that inspire you as a photographer. I mean, if you happen to be a children's photographer, then that's something different, but you're quite right. Personal work absolutely means projects that are focused and there is an intent and an idea behind why you've shot that little small series of three or five pictures or, or, or eight to ten pictures or fifteen you know, for a documentary story or whatever it might be. So, yeah, so that, that, that's definitely a mistake that photographers make um, repeatedly and it's something that, that can be quite hard to overcome because some photographers worry about not having ideas. You know, what should they photograph? Well, that takes a little time to brainstorm um, and to come up with, but once it's a bit like a muscle. Once you start thinking in that way, you start to find that projects will come more easily because the key is to photograph what you find interesting. Yeah, because your passion will come out. It in that will, point. and you'll take better pictures. Mm. So really, really important. So the mistake is that photographers will put things on their website, photographs on their website, that they think that clients will want. Now, don't try and second-guess a client. Obviously, there's a bit of a subtle sort of thought process about what you're going to put on there but really what you're doing as a photographer is combining your interest in something with your ability to shoot it with the technical skills it's, a, it's one of those those pie charts that um, the Venn diagram sorry that, that uh, intersect and, in, and the third element of that is there needs to be a marketplace for your work and it's that little lovely sweet spot right in the middle where you've got all three you've got all three, three. <laughs> yes yeah so a mistake that photographers have is that they're not shooting something that they are genuinely passionate about themselves and presumably that kind of means that there's uh, a mistake of not taking enough photographs. Absolutely, then. because that, I mean, I mean, what you've said is, is spot on, because you get to the point um, of creating content that you want to be hired for when you've shot 
you know, loads and loads all the time, making mistakes, sort of, you know, tripping up over yourself, wishing you hadn't shot that, spent that day shooting. But only through that process are you going to discover what it is that really makes you tick, mm-hmm. um, and that you're going to be able to show is is, is is your passion and your and your value. And obviously, I mean, working as a photographer is, uh, is an isolated role, isn't it? So presumably one of the mistakes would be that you're you're not getting yourself out there enough or so isolation is a surprising word that a lot of photographers use but they do and any photographer listening to this I'm sure will probably roll their eyes and think yes you know I'm, I'm out there I'm doing this but actually yes, I do feel as if I'm working very much on my own and it and it's true mm. I think a lot of freelancers in whatever sort of capacity might might feel the same as, as sort of sole traders um, and that that is it, it's it's quite understandable so something that photographers should do more of which they don't realize the value of is to network it's that loathsome word that some people hate but actually it's about being putting yourself out there and talking to prospective people and clients that you never know whether when the next job is going to come and you don't forget that people will often um, hire a photographer on the basis of, of of that conversation on that personality on that persona that one exudes so it's very important that for referrals as well for people to feel that you're personable and they can't do that if you're sitting behind a desk behind a computer you know, sort of hidden away um, in the hills of a little, a little cottage somewhere, even though you can communicate. <laughs> even that sounds great. It does sound great, <laughs> and you can communicate, you know, to your heart's content on email, but people need to actually sort of experience you. So one needs to find as many ways as possible to go to exhibitions, to go to, to trade shows that might connect with the kind of clients you have, um, and just to be out there and talking about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's an important point, I think, because... Uh, I'm not a natural networker at all, but networking can f- take many kind of forms, can't it? Absolutely. You don't necessarily just have to go to a, a room full of people. No. It could be at a trade show, for and example. That, and, and I would say that that it doesn't, and it, and it can extend to something as as small as, if you like, you know, being social with some friends. And but but there's a, maybe an individual there that you don't know very well, and they ask you simply, so you know, what kind of photography do you take? There's your opportunity to explain not just what, what it is you do, but why you do it. And you never know who that person will know. If you're compelling in the way you describe what you do and you're interested and, and, and excited by it, that is what could potentially get you a job from that person where you just simply went out for a drink at the local pub. So networking is a very grand word for being out and about and communicating with other people about what you do in a way that's not arrogant, but it's just assertive and, and, and sort of confident. That's why it's always important to have your business cards on here, isn't it? Oh, what a fabulous mistake probably to end on here. That Yes, if there is another mistake that photographer is not um, having a business card, just at that moment when people say, well, look, I've just got a dash, but have you got a card? Excellent, Emma. I should have said that. It's probably one of my first ones. We should have had that as number one, maybe. Probably. <laughs> Brilliant. That's really really useful. Thank you very much, no, Sorry. It was, um, Just in case uh, anybody wants to get in touch with you again for your workshops, your talks. Absolutely. Uh, my website is the first portal called zoewishaw.com. Um, and then sending me an email, and then we can take it from there. Brilliant. And we'll, uh, we'll put all your contact details uh, on the website as well. So thank you very much. Pleasure. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. You can find out more about our guests and topics on our website and our social media pages.